Welcome to Training Room Talk, where we discuss all things performance, rehab, and education. Ray Carr, and Rob Rubina. Um, we have a special guest today, um, Nick Massioli, current strength coach for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, today we're going to kind of delve into his mind and his journey and then just kind of do a QA and a um, with him. He's a vast, you know, plethora of knowledge that he can share, many different experiences in, you know, private and professional sector. Um, but let's get started right away with um, Nick. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, what's up, fellas? Um, first of all, I just want to say thanks for having me, and uh, it's pretty awesome. You guys are all studs, and it's definitely an honor to be here. But yeah, so uh, I'll definitely tell you guys a little bit about my journey and uh, um, sort of things I've been doing over the past couple of years. But yeah, as uh, John sort of stated, I'm a, uh, I'm a minor league strength conditioning coach uh, for the Pittsburgh Pirates organization. So I primarily work with uh, their minor league players. Uh, more so um, really in the younger stages, early in their careers. And uh, I've been to a couple different affiliates um, over the past couple of years um, in uh, low A and uh, rookie ball. And this year I'll be with one of the other rookie ball teams in Morgantown, West Virginia. But yeah, so I've been there the past few years. It's been an incredible experience. Definitely getting some more um, insight just on how it is to work in a professional setting with a, a bunch of athletes. And then, you know, really where time is of an essence, you know, and uh, so that's been that's been pretty uh, um, awesome for me, just in a, in a learning setting. Um, before there, I uh, really sort of got my start or understanding of really what uh, strength conditioning was was actually at Maple Zone Sports Institute, um, and uh, that's where I did my first um, internship with Rob uh, Rubina, and that was back I think Rob in uh, 2014. Gosh, um, world. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Think about that. World. Um, yeah, we're just, uh, we're day ones right now. Um, and uh, so, yeah, um, learned from Rob, just really sort of got a good, firm understanding. Rob was really the first person, sort of really took me under his wing and uh, taught, taught me some good foundational principles of strength conditioning. And obviously him being uh, with Cressy, uh, uh, Cressy uh, Sports Performance beforehand and having some good knowledge with baseball players, and obviously that's his niche now, really got a good understanding of, you know, how to, how to train a baseball player. Um, from there, uh, Really, my goal was to sort of go uh, to get my master's degree, um, look at a good GA position coming straight out of college, and uh, that was in 2014. But, you know, Rob was actually a guy, and, and even as uh, I met John, were two guys really sort of influenced me to look into consideration for uh, getting your L&T um, massage therapy license. And at first I was like, dude, like, what the heck? I mean, how's that going to make me a better strength coach? And, uh, you know, the more and more I thought about it and the more and more I did some research on it, you know, really allows you to get more hands-on with your athletes and you know that's something that you know um, in a professional setting as well as just you know athletes in general they're always looking for that um, soft tissue work um, not only does it give you a better perspective of just you know um, you know muscle ph physiology and, and, and whatnot but it's, it's just a tool that you know players love to have and it's just something that you can give them you know and you can really be able to um, gauge a little bit more with your hands you know so you're sort of getting uh, you know seeing with your eyes at the same time, getting some feel with your hands. So I think the two and two uh, tend to go together. So yeah, in 2015, once I graduated, I, you know, I worked here at Maple Zone with Rob, worked under him as a strength coach. And then uh, as I was doing that, I was in massage therapy uh, school at Cortiva um, Massage Therapy Institute in King of Prussia. 
Um, did that for six and a half months. Awesome program, and you know, really just uh, learn a whole whole bunch of stuff, different um, different types of uh, techniques. Um, whether it was my fascia release, trigger point, um, um, just your standard sweetest massage, um, hot stone, cold stone. You know, there's just so many different varieties and things you can go from there. So it was pretty cool. I loved it, and uh, um, got my got my license in uh, mid 2015. And then uh, one thing that sort of really wanted to check off my list too was just do another internship where I really wanted to learn from some top notch professionals. And uh, you know, I had the privilege of sort of. Um, interning at uh, Indianapolis Fitness and Sports Training in um, Indy, and uh, just had a benefit of working under uh, Mike Robertson, Bill Hartman, um, Ty Terrell, um, Lance Goyke, um, Jay Chung, and just um, yeah, that's just that staff right there. And you know they are just top notch when it comes to being in the industry and just understanding um, you know training and just globally what that means. And you know so I was just fortunate and benefit benefit from them and just great people and really when it even comes to just um, owning your own training facility I mean I don't think really anyone does it better just how they treat their their clientele and really make it a family you know and I think that's something that's really to be said and and it's really cool and so yeah I did that from uh, September of 2015 to December 2015 um, and from there it was just sort of sort of one of those moments of hey what's next you know and you know didn't really know what the next phase of life was. And, you know, I sort of mentioned I was interested in um, potentially exploring what professional baseball was like. You know, I've always worked with baseball players, sort of felt comfortable in that setting. And, um, you know, just through some connections that um, IFAS had, um, I was able to uh, get connected with uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, one thing led to another. And in 2016, I was at my first spring training. And I'll tell you what, I, I had a lot to learn, you know, going just into that setting, you know. And, um, really, for me, I think uh, one of the biggest things I learned um, with the Pirates was culture. Um, what it means to have a culture and just standards and expectations that you get from your athletes. You know, um, definitely in a professional setting, there's a lot of different things you got to take in consideration. You know, you have tons and tons of athletes. It's not semi-private training where you have you know maybe ten or fifty on the floor, and then you have all the time in the world. You know really performance or your strength training or agility training, whatever you're trying to do, that sort of uh, revolves around baseball. Baseball is the main priority, um, trying to you know make these guys better baseball players. So whatever you have to do for them sort of coincides or has to fit around that baseball education. So really just learning how to just manage people, um, multitask, uh, be able to uh, um, you know, be able to do things, uh, multiple things at, at, at the same time was really something that I had to grasp and I understand, you know, and then really understand that, hey, like from even programming setting, you know, how are you going to get your best bang for your buck just the programs that you're writing, you know? Um, obviously, you have tons and tons of athletes, so, you know, the assessment process is going to look a lot different, um, and you're going to be able to have to make adjustments on the fly. And so that was one thing I learned, too, is just being able to make, make the quick adjustment and... Um, just really cater to those things and you know what the players the players do and another thing too when you think about it's just even in that setting when you get your players that are drafted you know that's something where hey they're not they're not choosing you as your strength coach just hey you're here and I'm here and you know you sort of got to work things out so really that buy-in perspective looks a lot different so really at the end of the day you know and I always you know believe this is one of the, the firm foundations of just anything in any type of profession you are is just building relationships cultivating relationships and uh you know, learning how guys tick, um, you know, learning where these guys from, what kind of culture they're from. You've more than half of your, your athletes are from, uh, 
not from you know the United States. You know, you're learning how to coach um, athletes that don't speak English. So that was something where I had to learn like, hey, like I don't speak uh, I don't speak Spanish, and even if I do, it's very limited. So how am I going to convey something to uh, you know a player from the Dominican Republic? You know, so just finding ways to you know interact, communicate with them, even learn their culture, and you know how that how I can sort of incorporate that into the, the training setting setting or how I coach guys up. And then one of the, one of the big things I think I learned too um, was just I th- think. Um, and this is um, from my boss currently right now, and I have the utmost respect for, for him, uh, Joe Hughes. Um, really, the, the attention, the detail, and the little things matter. Um, and I think that's huge just with what you – for not only to hold yourself to and keep yourself accountable with, but as well as um, keeping your players accountable with the attention and detail and the small things. You know, hey, are you on time? Hey, are you giving, are you giving um, 100% effort every time? And um, do you have intent with your work? You know, are you accountable? Are you a reliable person? Are you a good man? You know, and I think that's something that Pirates uh, with really when it comes to culture is like, you know, creating young men. And I think if you create a good young man or a man, you're going to get a better baseball player, you know. And so I think those are things that I really sort of, you know, t- you know take from every day. It's like, hey, like, how can, I, how can I be a better person? And how can I instill that into my athletes, you know? And I think when you are able to do that, you know, I think you really get good quality work from your players, you know, because those are one things and those are things that those, those athletes are going to take um, with them for the rest of your lives, you know, because at the end of the day, 5% maybe make it to the big leagues, you know, so you're trying to prepare these guys not only for the game, but you're trying to prepare them for life, you know, and so that's something that, you know, I think, especially in this industry, it's like those are those are um, underlying factors and, and things that you always can be teaching you know, your clientele. And so, um, especially, you know, in a performance center like this where you got a lot of young athletes, it's like those are things you can keep reinforcing every day. You know, are you going to be the same person every day? Yeah, you're going to have your ups and downs. You're going to have your days where, hey, you know, I'm just in a bad mood. But, you know, are you going to be able to give 100% of what you have that day? And so those are just things that um, I really learned and I think I really value. And, you know, that's something that I'm going to take with me for the rest of my life. And, you know, now as, uh, you know, I mentioned to you guys before is, um, you know, I'm actually heading back to school um, to get my master's degree at East Stroudsburg University at, um, um, just for a one-year program, then hopefully, you know, work to get to a PhD. And, uh, you know, I'd love to be able to um, be um, an educator at a, you know, at a collegiate level one day and, you know, sort of have my hands in different pots, you know, hopefully op- open and run a business one day with my brother. Um, those are just dreams and goals I have for myself. But... Um, yeah, really just feel like there's some cool things, especially going back into what I um, learned and my experiences in college, you know, how can I how can I make that a better learning environment for, you know, young professionals and how can they even be more prepared? And so that's one of the things that I feel like I want to press into and, and be able to help one day, um, whenever that is, to just sort of, you know, advance our education to the next level, you know, and because that was one thing I felt like I... Uh, I, I definitely had like this moment of, of crisis. I remember like I was just coming out of a, phys- a physics class uh, my senior year of college and like almost had like this midlife crisis at age 22. It was like, do I, do I physically and mentally feel prepared to go in the work setting and actually do a good job, you know? And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you always, you're, ha- you're gonna have to push the envelope, you know, surround yourself with, with people, which, you know, I think blessed and fortunate enough to be able to do, especially with guys like Rob and John, yourselves. And, uh, but I think there's definitely some cooler ways you can do that early on in education for these young, for these young people. And uh, 
the heck I'm saying young people I'm only 26 but you know um just a young, young college student so that's something I'm, I'm passionate about and you know hopefully be able to sort of dig into that a little bit more but yeah I guess that's a little bit of background sorry that was a little little long-winded there but yeah that's that's where I've been cool Nick what would you um what would you recommend for someone who says they want to train professional athletes like what, what would you tell someone who says I, I want to train professional athletes I want to work professional baseball how would you what would you guide that person to what would you tell them to do and how would they go about you know, getting prepared to work in professional baseball? Yeah, um, that's a good question, Rob. I think there's, you know, definitely a couple ways of uh, doing that. Uh, for me, obviously, I started in the semi-private sector and sort of um, connected myself with other professionals. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it really uh, comes down to just networking, you know. Um, I think that was something I learned early on was like, hey, try and, try and surround yourself with um, people that really know what they're doing and then surround yourself with people that like are that are good at what you want to do you know so fortunately I sort of fell into you know heck your hands um, Rob with you know learning how to train baseball players and then um, I sort of wanted to see, um, seek out um, you know IFAS just because I really wanted to learn a little bit about PRI and uh, so and then eventually you know I sort of had some you know passions for baseball and so you know just trying to find avenues and and finding ways to sort of uh you know, get into that um, perspective. So for me, I felt like it was sort of almost a little bit easy um, in a weird way, just because I sort of found the right places. Right. But um, yeah, I think that's just a whole product of like, hey, like surrounding yourself with people that um, are doing what you want to do. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, just, you know, I would say be forward. And I think when you do that, it's not like, hey, I want to work in baseball. You know, I think if you come off like that, it sort of some comes off a little cocky, like, hey, like, you know, I want to be a, I want to be a baseball strength coach. You know, right. I think when you try to connect with people and you try to uh, connect with professionals that are in that field, like hey, like you know, I'm really interested in, in working in a, in a professional setting, and like you know, hey, can I you know pick your brain, you know, stuff like that. Come with like some with more of like a humble, um, I would say approach, like hey, like I just want to learn from you, you know. And uh, I think that sort of mm-hmm. sort of stems to you know, at the end of the day, I think it really comes down to like hey, for them to show that hey, you can do good work. You can you you're responsible with little things, and now I can give you more, you know, and that trust, you know, like, hey, like this guy's a really good dude, you know, maybe he's a little rough around the edges with like you know, maybe what he knows, but hey, I can teach him, you know. So I think for I think for that, just like a mindset of like, hey, like I'm gonna seek out and I'm gonna learn, because even when I was with the Pirates, man, like dude, like I think originally my first mentality was like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna come in here and just take this place by storm. And man, I was I was really wrong about that. You know, I had a lot more learning to do. So I think in every setting or new setting you come into, just having an open mind, um, learn how things are run, because you know you have people that have been in that in- industry for years. You know, so there's so much things you can learn. So just like having that like you know white belt mentality of like, hey, like I'm, you know, even though I feel like I, I I'm educated, and I, I know a lot of stuff. You know, I'm a white belt. I'm so I'm continuing to learn. So I think. You know, always having that mindset and then just trying to seek out people like that. I don't know if that answered your question, but hopefully it did. No, that was good. That was good. <laughs> no, I agree. Like, I like the the belt analogy, right? Like, I still feel like a white belt, and, I'm, and I've been doing yeah. it for a little bit. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. I think that's a good perspective to have. There's a lot of gold in, in what you've said so far, definitely. Nick, um, how do you integrate – the your massage therapy license into your everyday training and just you know working with your athletes 
Yeah, um, that's a good question. Um, I'll be I'll be first to start off and say with the Pirates in the past couple of years, I, w- I would say I haven't used it as much as I would have liked, just based off of just like my my main responsibilities. Um, but just in the past, and even you know coming back in a semi-private setting and uh, just putting my, being in you know different settings, you know, there's definitely ways to incorporate it. Um, I think for me, you know, obviously going back to that. Um, um, premise of hey like athletes just need it you know especially when it comes to recovery I think sometimes like with um, um, soft tissue work and for even for myself like I'm, I still feel like new as even though like I've been to massage therapy school and you know have a decent foundation of just like uh, of of principles um, there's still so, there's there's hundreds and hundreds of people that are way more experienced with their hands than I am and so for me the way I think I see it best fit for um for athletes is like that concept of we have like a a um a population that's just like naturally just like sympathetically driven they just are just go 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 and that's just based off our you know our um, society you know it's like boom 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 especially when we're in the northeast right now it's just like you know guys people just don't know how to chill out you know so i think especially for an athlete you know there's so many different things that are going through their head you know like hey i gotta train i gotta throw you know hey like hey, I got to perform or I don't have a job, you know, especially in baseball more prevalent than ever. It's like you got maybe three or four athletes per per draft where it's like, hey, like we see you potentially impacting um, our organization at the professional level. The rest of the guys are like, hey, we hope we hope we got lucky, you know. And so there's a lot of like emotional stress that comes to these guys because, like, hey, they're not getting paid um, nearly as much. They're on the road. I mean, that's one thing I learned, especially being in um, an affiliate, man, the minor league grind. It's just, <laughs> you're sleeping in a hotel, you got 10 hour bus rides. I mean, when it comes to recovery, it's like, you know, see you later, bud. You know, like, you know, it's, it's, it's tough, you know? And so trying to find ways to recover is huge, you know? And so I think for me with, with um, massage therapy, that the biggest principle that I have is just like, Hey, how can I get these guys just to chill out and shut off? And I think your hands can really do that. You know, heck, I'm not gonna do some trigger point stuff with you. I don't need to, you know, do some A or T or whatever you want to call it. You know, hey, you always can incorporate that stuff. But just getting these guys to shut off, relax, getting their hands on them, smooth, relaxed strokes. You know, just like I think there's a lot of uh, power in like that Swedish massage right. principle. And so like that's how I feel like I've used it. And that's why like I've even started trying to do some more stuff with hot cold. Hot cold Sorry, hot stone and cold stone, because I think, you know, even come with like that contrast method, I think it really does some uh, benefit. So that's how I would see it. Just like that sympathetic, parasympathetic, you know, trying to get that balance in and out of that. Awesome, Nick. Thank you. Um, you can tell you're Italian and you like to talk a little bit. That's awesome. Sorry. We love it. There's a lot of gold yeah. in that, though. Um, we're definitely going to have you back on for round two, but we'll wrap it up there. Um, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Nick.